This is Shoulder Charge, a Rugby League podcast, and on this week's show, I'm joined by Swinton's Liam Forsyth. He discusses playing in Super League for the first time with Wigan. He talks about deciding going from full-time to part-time, and also how he's aiming to go straight back into the championship with Swinton Lions this year. It's all on Shoulder Charge, a Rugby League podcast. Let's get into it. First of all, um, starting from the beginning then, uh, how did you get into Rugby League? Um, I started playing when I was five, I think. They just started having leaflets out at, uh, at my primary school. Uh, and I was no good at football, I was a bit too clumsy for it. Like, so um, my mum just sort of pushed me towards towards trying out rugby. As soon as I started it, really loved it. Um, yeah, from then I just sort of took off and... Uh, Loved every session, loved every game, yeah. And so your first club, was that Wigan then? Um, first, my first scholarship club, I was at Warrington Scholarship. Oh, I mean, right. Of all clubs in Tyrell, it's like, uh, <laughs> but then I, um, yeah, I went to, I was at Warrington Scholarship and then I ended up being at Wigan for me under 16, yeah. Um, and then from there, um, I had, like stuff going on at home that it ended up being that I had to sort of move closer I had to be somewhere close to home because I'm from St. Helens um, so I went to St. under 19s for the first year went on tour um, to Australia with them um, and then it, after speaking to them for a bit it, they said that they weren't going to offer me a contract so obviously it was pretty tough to take to be fair um, and then just went back playing amateur rugby with a load of my schoolmates playing at that week. Uh, just loved it again. Just really enjoyed everything I was doing. And then Wigan got back in touch with me after that. Um, so I thought I might as well sort of give it another crack and see where it takes me, really. So did you grow up supporting Saints then? Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. a Saints season ticket holder for, like, well, for most of my childhood. All my family are big Saints fans and stuff, so... Um, yeah, it was just I, I always loved Saints when I, when I was a kid. Yeah. Obviously, when you when you sort of going through systems and that, you you grow out of it a little bit. But, but uh, yeah, when I was younger, it was it was all Saints really. Yeah. Did you not get a bit of stick then being playing for Wigan? Yeah, yeah, massively. <laughs> all my all my mates as well. They're all they're all Saints fans. Um, so yeah, they were they were the worst ones for it as well. But. Uh, now, nah, but everyone, everyone you know, sort of supports you and that, don't they? And, uh, yeah. Wish the best for you, but it's just obviously I did did receive a bit of stick. Luckily, I was mates, I was good mates with uh, Josh Gounton, and he was in the same boat as me, really. So um, you know, whatever, whatever we 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 sort of copped, we copped it together. So it, it wasn't too bad. Took the edge off it. Yeah, and and coming through their academy, then <laughs> like what. What did they teach you as a player, and like, what was the main emphasis for players like developing? Uh, to be fair, being at Wigan, it was. I think it sort of helped me when I was younger because, it, like, obviously I was, I was sort of, taught, I've always been sort of tall and like 
bit bigger than people uh, on average, especially for an outside back. Um, and they just sort of instilled like a bit more like sort of aggression, really. Um, you know, it was just that sort of winning mentality, winning attitude and stuff. And through academy, I absolutely loved it. Like we had, I think we won it every year that we were there. Uh, through under 19s um, and it was everyone was sort of really good mates uh, yeah it, it was really good um, I think the, the players that you're obviously sometimes we go down and train with the first team you know the players that you're, you're training against um, you know you, you learn loads off them because they're all sort of international superstars do you know what I mean so it was like it's a lot to take in when you're a kid but you know, it, it sort of, it, it does help you along the way. Yeah. So was that a, a point that they made of them putting you with the um, first team as well? Because some clubs don't want to mix with them. You know, some teams yeah. have a different training ground for yeah, the youngsters. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, to be fair, we did have a different training ground. We were down at um, the, the Central Park School um, and obviously the first team were at, uh, up at Oral. Um but yeah, I think I don't. It wasn't. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't when I was like sort of seventeen, eighteen. When I was like, it, it, it was as you were getting older. Yeah. And then I think they sort of knew then, like what sort of who, who the group of lads they wanted to start mixing with the first team. Um, so then it got to that sort of um, when we were in sort of back end of nineteen, under nineteens. They were just sending us down doing the odd session with them. Then it started becoming a bit more frequent, and then. We ended up doing some work for the uh, community foundation, and then um, from that, yeah, um, we just went off from there, really. Yeah. So when you was at Saints then, and then they didn't want to carry it on, what were you gutted then? What What were you thinking? Is it over? Like I was, yeah. Um, I sort of, yeah, I, I was gutted because, as I say, I was a Saints fan when I was a kid, and that. Um, so it, it was a lot to take in, but I think I just wanted to play at the end of the day. Like, I, I was only young, uh, you know, I just wanted to play rugby. So I, I see my mates down at that week. I think one of them gave me a message and said, like, why don't you come down to training? And I was like, you know, like, yeah, I might as well. Uh, and then obviously I went down there and I just loved it. It just sort of, it, it did really help me, to be fair. They've um, obviously got a, like a really good setup at that week. You know, it's probably one of the best amateur clubs in the, in the country. Um, so like it, even the standard like it wasn't you know a million miles away compared to like being at the sort of academy set up uh, because the players were were so were, were good at the end of the day some of them didn't want to play um, semi-pro and, and and stuff so um, yeah it was a big challenge but I did really enjoy it to be fair yeah, and with the other teams then, St Helens and Warrington, was those setups any different or was it the similar sort of things learning there? Yeah, I mean, I think they all sort of teach different things. Um, you know, it, I suppose it depends on what coaches are there at the time as well, really. But, um, yeah, I mean, I've got, I haven't got a bad word to say about any of the clubs I've been out to be fair. Um, it was just sort of a Wigan that I think they... Maybe the team appreciated my skill set more than the others did, or maybe I just enjoyed it a bit more. I don't know what it was really. Um, it just happens, doesn't it? Really, in sports, some people take take to you, some people don't, and it's just in the day you can't really change people's minds. Um, 
just up to them, really. Yeah, and and the current Wigan coach now, Matt Pete, uh, he came through the. He was coaching in the academy, weren't he? Did did yeah. he coach you or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. Um, not Matty for quite a few years, to be fair. Um, he's a really good coach. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he taught me quite a lot. Um, he was sort of, yeah, he had a pretty, like, no-nonsense style. Um, you know, trying to sort of keep everybody's head on the ground. Like, yeah, sorry, keep everybody's feet on the ground. Um but yeah, I mean, I don't know what his style would be like, sort of, because obviously you can't really coach an academy team like you can a first team. Um, so I don't really know what his style would be now. Um, but I'm, I'm assuming he, he still keeps the same sort of element of like, uh, you know, sort of aggression and, and win at all costs. And uh, yeah, so I, I, I think he'll do well. To be fair, I think it might take him a bit of time to settle in. But he's been in and around the first team for years now so I don't think it's it's going to be anything alien to it like yeah and then you did a bit of rugby union stuff didn't you how did that come about and like what was uh, that like I just, I just got scouted at the end of under 19s um, I got offered at Wigan and then I got offered down in Bath um, and obviously I, play, I played a bit of union when I was about I think I was about 13 and I played like a season in Union and I really enjoyed it. So I just thought, you know what, I might as well take a chance and just go down. Uh, I moved down there, met some amazing people. Uh, obviously, Bath, the city, I mean, I don't know if you've ever been, but it's like, it's really nice. It's one of the best cities I've been to. Um, yeah, so I stayed down there for about a year, 18 months. Um, and then it just wasn't working I just didn't I didn't really enjoy the, the rugby side of it more than anything like the lifestyle and that was great um, I loved like the team I loved meeting everybody like um, yeah there, there was a lot to take in really when I was young but um, yeah like I say just the, I just didn't take to the rugby at all really um, and then when I came back um, I just sort of put some feelers out there and then Wigan well, I had a I'd sit down but I had a coffee actually with a few of the uh, coaches um, just sort of discussed everything and got everything out, out of the way and uh, ended up coming back to Wigan yeah, yeah. so because you didn't like the rugby side was that like the rules and you know the different way they operate or yeah I mean it's just I think it's just different skill sets like just suit different games don't they like, I mean you'd get some lads from rugby union coming over to rugby league and they'd be you know, they'd be class or some would struggle really badly, but like obviously it's the exact same vice versa. Like if you if you sent some rugby league players over there and some have done it, obviously they've, they've killed it. Uh, you know, I think Denny Solomona, he's he's in about the England squad quite a bit, isn't he? Um, you know, the, the, there's a few really who have gone over and done well. Um, but like I say, I think it's just some people just sort of take to it like a duck out of water, but it's just wasn't for me in the long run and I think I realised that quite sort of early on it just wasn't my game uh, I mean maybe if I gave it another sort of year or so I might have got my head around it a bit more but um, I think that just playing rugby league all my life it's just I was always going to side towards that really yeah and 
obviously going into rugby union, there's always a big, been a big rivalry between league and union, and being from the north. So did you not find you know those stereotypes like you know were, or we're a bit standoffish because he's from rugby league or whatever? Was it not like that? To be fair, no, not 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 with the uh, group of lads. I suppose it's pretty specific on, on what sort of group of lads you've got, but um, we had lads from sort of all over. Um, there wasn't an element of like sort of you know like your private school boys and that, but like they were all good lads. Like I got on with all of them, so um, there wasn't really, they weren't as if like you know, I wasn't being like alienated in yeah. any way or anything like that. They were just. Um, like I say, it just, it, in the end, it just came down to the rugby. It just wasn't really for me. Um, like I say, the lifestyle was amazing. Um, being down there, the city was just... Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I loved it. But it's just... Some things just don't work out. Yeah. Like, like I said before, yeah. Um, yeah. And making your Super League debut with Wigan, um, what... What was that like? Do you remember that game? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was pretty big to be fair because I think um, Sean Wayne had me in the office in, in the week and he, he said, um, listen, you're going to make your debut this week. And obviously, Warrington over here was like a massive game. Um, two teams were like playing well at the time. Um, so, obviously, nerve setting and that. Um, but yeah, a lot, of, a lot of my family came down a lot of my friends came down. Um, it was a big day. It's a big day for anybody, really. Um, I don't, I can't remember how many thousands were in there, but it was. It seemed packed when you walked out. But it, it was sort of a lot to take in, you know, like when you're walking out onto a pitch for the first time. Cause it's probably not played in front of more than about uh, maybe a thousand people before. Um, so then, when you're walking out and you're sort of surrounded by all these like international players. It's like you know, it can be a bit over overwhelming, um, but yeah, like it, it was an amazing experience. Uh, yeah, I had quite a few through that year as well. So yeah, so was it actually hard to focus on what the game and what your job was to do rather than thinking about this bit massive game? Uh, I suppose it would have been. Yeah, like I think the sort of stuff that was going through my head was like. <laughs> It was probably a bit negative, really, because it was kind of like, oh, just don't mess up, like yeah. you know, just try and like try and do all right. Uh, just get through this, and then as your nerves settle, or at least get through the first like twenty minutes, and as your nerves settle, you can uh, you know just sort of play your own game then. And uh, but it's it's never going to be easy. Some people love that sort of pressure, but it's I don't know. It, it just depends, really. I think your first couple of involvements in a game, if you knock on or something and you're on your, like you're making your debut, then it's going to mess with your head. Isn't yeah. it? But, I mean, luckily, in the first, I think it was about 10 minutes in, Kevin Brown put a, a big bomb up my side. He obviously must have known that I was a young lad making my debut. And he's put he's bombed it off. And I remember <laughs> seeing the ball in the air and it just seemed to hang in the air for ages. And I was just thinking, oh, I'm going to get smoked here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, and obviously, if you do make a few mistakes and people are, don't are not already aware of what you, you know, can do, you can sort of get yourself a a, a reputation of like being like the scapegoat and thinking, oh, he, he's our weak link or whatever. Yeah. Have you have you ever had a period where you've been like the the scapegoat or yeah. like the pantomime I think villain? To be fair, that year at Wigan, my confidence was just really like low because I think. I can't remember what, but the, through the year we had, we did have quite a lot of injuries through the year, uh, and it just felt like we couldn't get any sort of momentum going, like any sort of winning winning runs going. Uh, and it was I just yeah, like you just obviously do naturally lose confidence. It's just not easy to go through, especially you know as a young lad. I just sort of yeah, like my confidence was shot to pieces with it, but. Um, I think it's important that you go through those sorts of spells because, like, obviously, when you're younger, you, there's not really too much pressure on you to do to like sort of get your team out of those spells. But as, as you sort of get older, you've got to really like, you've got to know how to sort of, you know, sort of take it and and ride ride through it and get through it, um, and then obviously come out the other side. But um, yeah, like I said, through that year, like my confidence was was pretty low. Um, it's just one of them things. Yeah, I think it was similar last year, you know, because Wigan didn't have the best of seasons under Adrian Lamb and they had a lot of injuries and they had, they went with a lot of, you know, youth players yeah. and a lot of them were, you know, they were for, at the forefront taking all the criticism, like, but yeah, I suppose I mean, that's a good learning curve. It is, to be fair. Uh, and some lads will, will take that and they'll, they'll you know, they'll, they'll, it'll sort of spur them on in future years and I think, Obviously, the Wigan youngsters, they're always going to be good players. You know, like you see all the fans on Twitter and that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, saying that they're terrible and stuff. They're not. <laughs> None of them are terrible yeah. players. Um, but, you know, it could just be a literal confidence thing um, and whether, you know, they can sort of bounce back from from a bit of adversity. But, um, yeah, it's, it's never going to it's never gonna be like an easy thing to, to come into when you walk out in front of 10,000 people. And you make a mistake, you know your head is going to go a little bit. Yeah, and being coached under uh, Sean Wayne, what was what was he like? You know, like one to one sort of thing. It, to be fair, it was pretty similar to like Matty Pete um, in Academy. I think one of the good things about being at Wigan was like the they had a structure like from the bottom to the top, mm. so like. All your teams played the same way. They all had the same names for plays and stuff. Um, yeah, so I think obviously when that sort of prepares you for when you step into that first team environment, it's not that much of like an alien environment for you. Like there's there's things that like the similar things in, in training that you do the same sort of drills that you're practicing all the time. Um, yeah, so it, it it was pretty similar to Matty Pete. Uh, he liked his obviously he liked aggression and training and stuff and like you wrestle and uh, they were they were always tough places to be in the pit like <laughs> wrestling and yeah I was only about ninety kilos at the time as well like really liked for the size and uh, yeah so they, like I say it's just another another sort of period that you've got to try and get through and sort of you know put your own stamp on things. So coming to decide that maybe Wigan you won't get the games at Wigan uh, how how did you come to that decision and how tough was it to sort of move on I think during that year um, 
I can't remember. I think Wigan were doing all right. They weren't doing. They weren't setting the world on fire, but they were doing all right. But I hadn't had a look in. The, now the season previous to that, um, I played one game against Hull KR and I felt like I was doing all right. And then um, I, I, I injured my MCL in my knee, and that I think I got back for like the last week of training, full training. So that put me out for like ages, and then. Through pre-season, that's when Adrian Lamb came in and um, I, we did all pre-season, did all the season. I just wasn't getting a look in. And as I wasn't getting a look in, like, I just, like, you, I lost a bit of, like, sort of impetus to go and, like, prove myself in training. Um, so it sort of got to that and I think my agent, Dave Pete, literally just said to me, like, I've got a club here, I've got Lee here, if you want to go there to, for the rest of the season. So I was like, you know what, I'll just do it because it's like a sort of step out of your comfort zone. And I think that's probably one of the issues it was. I, I got too comfortable at Wigan being like like not playing and not being like, you know, not fighting for a jersey and stuff. Um, it was just sort of easy to just show up and not do that. Um, so yeah, like when I, like I say, when, when my agent came in and said, um, we've got Lee here, if you want to go there, um, obviously Lee's a massive club, isn't it? So um the chance to sort of go and get a bit of game time for obviously a really good setup, really good club. I just thought I might as well do it, I might as well go for it. Yeah. And more recently you you you've not really played much, have you? Because we've had yeah. we had the pandemic and then you was out as well. How did yeah. how did that injury happen? Um, it was random to be honest in uh, at at home against Newcastle last year. Um, it was quite funny because playing against a couple of my old mates who have known for years, been at Wigan Academy with um, And it was like one of the first games, I think it was the first game of the season actually. Yeah, it was. And about three minutes in, and I just went to take a carry and I just felt something just go in my knee. Um, so then obviously tried to get it sorted throughout the year, just it wasn't happening. Um, I ended up having a little bit of a clean out at the end of the year, uh, but obviously it's frustrating because I've taken that step away from um, being full time at Leeds, come part time at Swinton, um, and obviously as I've gone part time, the first game I've played, I've just got injured. Um, yeah, so it was it was tough at the time because I didn't know what like, especially on that day, I remember thinking, oh my God, I don't know if I'm going to be able to go to work. I'd literally just started a new job at the time and I remember thinking, like, they're going to get rid of me. But um, yeah, luckily I was all right to walk about and that. Uh, and it, it wasn't too bad moving about, but it was just when I was running, I just couldn't do it, uh, which is frustrating because last season, obviously Swinton, was, like we weren't what we should have been at all. I, I couldn't really put it down to one thing probably a number of things of why, why things weren't going right. Obviously, the injuries done now, but I still think the squad we had was good enough to stay up. Um, but it's... Some things, they happen in sport, don't they? It's just you get in a bad run and you can't get yourself out of it. And obviously, being on the sideline, it was it was tough, really, because you can't help, you can't do anything, and you just feel a bit helpless. You know? there, was, there was a few games where it was close run as well. You know, you weren't yeah, far behind. They, they were the ones that were the toughest, really, especially watching on the sideline because you, you're looking at it and you're thinking, oh, maybe I could have made a difference there. You know, like the games where you're losing sort of two points, you're thinking, 
maybe I could have been those those two point difference. Um, so yeah, like I say, it was really hard. And I do I do honestly believe that we, we we had a good enough team to stay up. I just don't think we showed it at all last year. Yeah. Once we once sort of confidence was knocked, it just sort of snowballed and uh, we, we just found ourselves in a rut and couldn't get out of it. How big of how big of a role does confidence play? Because you know you. In the championship right now, we see Batley. They went on a massive run last season, and the, and they're not. You know, you wouldn't say they've got the best squad, or whatever. Yeah. But, like I say, yeah. I mean, I do think confidence is a massive, massive thing, um, because yeah. Well, like I say, Batley on paper, you wouldn't look at the squad and think, "Wow, he's going to." Well, they, they killed it last year. I think they've made a good start this year, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, and well, obviously. The opposite to that, you would have looked at us last year and I thought these will be all right. They won't be anywhere near the relegation zone. Um, and then obviously as the season played on, yeah, it just it just snowballed. But I think there's not much you can do other than getting like a couple of good performances in. Um, you know, we were always training hard, we were always working really hard, and like there wasn't a bad dressing room. Nobody didn't get on with each other. Like it was all really good, but. Just something wasn't clicking last year, um, and maybe um, obviously this year we, we started pretty well. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know what it, it was to be honest, but I do think confidence is huge and, and things like that. Yeah, and you've kept pretty much most of the squad anyway, so you've got to be surely to first place or playoff, surely. I mean, yeah, but the the aim is to obviously be back in the championship next year um, we want to just sort of go into every game wanting to win everything I don't know it's really cliche to say yeah. that but like we really do like it, it there's no reason why we should be going into a game thinking oh if we can hang on for you know the first half and we're still in a game for the last 20 minutes there's no reason for us to be thinking that this year but I think I spoke with uh, Al Coleman our coach in pre-season and we said like with that though it brings a different like a different element to it like there's pressure people are coming for you uh, and even in the squad this year like there's so much more competition other places everybody wants each other's shirt but it's better to have it like that because it's like it's it's sort of driving people on in training and like the competition in training is just so much more than it is last year um but to be fair, you can't really like it was difficult to have that last year when everybody's heads were so low. So, uh, but yeah, I think this year we are looking to hopefully sort of you know be going for that promotion. Yeah, um, yeah. And I suppose like every every team who comes against you, it's their cup final. You know, if they beat you, then that's a big win for them. And yeah. it's proper competitively yeah. won as well. North Wales. Rochdale, Oldham, you know, lots of teams who you you would make a case for going up. Yeah, I mean, like I say, in the in the Challenge Cup, North Wales beat us, um, and to be fair, I think that was probably one of the best things that could happen to us because you know we're going through all pre-season thinking, well, we're not thinking, but like you know, wanting to win every game, be like be up there at the end of the season, and then you know, sort of played West Wales, we beat them away in the first round. And the second round, we played North Wales. And then, you know, it was just like a quick slap round the edge, you know, wake up. Yeah. Because you're not going to have it all, you're all your own way this year. Um, 
so yeah, we've got we've got North Wales next week actually. Um, so yeah, that's going to be a massive game to be fair. Um, I think they're obviously they've obviously started really well. Um, there's a couple of other teams that have started really well, and um, it's just you've just got to rise to the challenges. Like as I say, there's different pressures on, on on games this year. It's not like you're fighting to keep keep yourself in the uh, in the division. You, you know, you're fighting for that to get the one up on on the teams around you. Yeah, I reckon it's going to go right until the end as well, like it did last year. You know, there'll, yeah. there'll be lots of twists and turns. I think this year. Yeah, no, I think so as well. Like I say, the, the, the teams have there is a lot of quality in every squad, uh, and I think whoever's the most consistent and just you know not necessarily the best team, but as as long as you can carry on churning out results and, and just picking them wins up away from home, especially because there's obviously a lot of travelling to do this year. Yeah, um, yeah. I think as long as you get whoever's sort of churning them results out, we'll, we'll get there in the end. So yeah, yeah. And in terms of going from full time to part time, was that any difficult for you, or like, did you find that easy? Um, it it was hard, but easy in some way. Like, I was lucky enough that I found a job pretty soon. Um, when obviously when you're taking that decision to come out of full time like it's a step out of your comfort zone again because it's you know it was just picking up a wage every week uh, sorry every month I wasn't sort of earning like a lot of money so it wasn't a te- it w- I wasn't doing it for you know monetary gain it was just literally just it's an e- it's a wage like for me playing rugby um, but I knew that obviously that couldn't last forever so it was a decision that I sort of stepped back and I said, well, like, I need to get something behind me here. So I ended up, I've started doing an apprenticeship, doing fire and security last year. Um, yeah, I've been, I've been really enjoying that. Um, but I, so I suppose that's where it was easy because um, I was lucky to find something that I really enjoyed doing outside of rugby. Um, whereas... You know, a lot of people had come out, step away, and they'd go into something and they'd hate it, yeah. and they'd be struggling. But uh, like I say, I was lucky to find something that I enjoy doing, and it's um, I don't mind the long days. Um, gives me a break from the misses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, like I say, I was lucky to find something that I uh, I enjoy doing, and uh, I could sort of further something behind, like beyond rugby, because um, I think. Uh, a lot of people in like full time, sort of the bo- bottom bracket of full time, you know, if they've not got anything, sort of scared to take that step out, because um, like obviously it's not particularly a well paid sport, like professional sport compared to like other sports, um, so it is like a big risk that you're taking. Um, but I suppose some people just, you know, they'll, they'll find the way other ways. Um, but then on the flip side of that as well, there's obviously a lot of amateurs who will earn a lot in the job and they don't want to, you know, go and yeah. play on a Sunday in there for semi-pro. Um, so I suppose there's a flip side to everything, really. Yeah, during that COVID year, did you did you have the job as well as doing rugby or what or not? <laughs> well, I did. I did. I started. I did uh, a couple of days at like a couple of warehouses. Um, we were on furlough at the time and I, I tried to do like a couple of days at warehouses but 
I think because I did have that weight going in, I was just like, oh, I can't yeah. bother doing it. Like, <laughs> like I did it, and then I'd be like, oh, this is crap. So <laughs> I just end up there. Uh, yeah, it didn't last very long, but that's all, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and were you on furlough with Swinton as well? Uh, no, not with Swinton. So I was on furlough when I was at Lee. Oh, right, yeah. I, sort of, as we were coming out the other side, that's when I went part-time. Yeah. I, COVID was a bit of a, a kick up the backside, really. Yeah. Um, in terms of, like, you know... When we did get put on furlough, I was thinking, well, if this league stops getting funded now, like, where's my money coming from? Like, where am I getting a wage from? So, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a kick up the backside, and I, that was when I sort of took the decision to be like, right, I'm coming away from it. Um, it wasn't anything to do with Lee as a club at all. Um, it was just, you know, the fact that I wanted to go in a different direction in my career. Yeah, and and coming out of that side, you know, not playing for ages, career's been pretty much on hold for quite a long time in terms of rugby. You know, yeah. are you, are you still the same player that you was, or are you? Do you have to get up to yeah, speed? I mean, like, I think so. Obviously, I played the first game this season against West Wales, um, but like I'm not sort of daft enough to think that I'll be flying straight away. Um, you know. I remember thinking in that game, just thinking, right, let's just get through it injury-free, and then we'll build on it from there. Um, and then as, I, as I come out of the game, I had to, like my Achilles tightened up and that. But I think it's just because it's my body just getting used to it. So I think as the season progresses, I'll just get like stronger and, and start like it'll start clicking back again. Because, like you say, I've been a while since I've played consistent rugby. Um, I think the back, last time I, I played, week in, week out, was probably like 2019. Um, and then the, the start of 2020, but then obviously COVID happened. And, and um, then I was unlucky enough to get injured like, at the beginning of last season. But Swinton have been really good with me, but injury-wise. Um, you know, they supported me all the way. And, uh, it'd be nice to sort of try and repay them this year with you know a bit of silverware at the end of it. Yeah, so are you being eased back in then? Because you didn't start the other the other two, did you? Yeah, no. So in a way, yeah. Uh, but like I say, when I came out of that first game, my Achilles was tight, uh, and it's just you know I just want to sort of get that right before you know we make do anything silly and end up yeah. making it worse. Um, so because that'd be the last thing that I want to do at the minute is just get another long term injury. So yeah. In, in League One, then, you've not played much of it, but do you think it's similar sort of style to, the, you know, the other leagues, Championship and Super League? Uh, yeah, I do, to be fair. Um, I think there's obviously some some big bodies in this league. Um, you know, there are some really quality players as well, but it's just each team's got different styles and I think you've just got to be able to sort of trust your own style. Uh, trust the way we play in our systems and be able to, you know, sort of. I mean, we're lucky enough we have we have video preview, uh, you know, every week. Uh, we review our games, so look like you get a sneak peek of what they're doing on the weekend. Like, you know, and especially for me as like a centre or you know a couple of the other lads on the edges, um, it's important that you sort of win your one on ones and uh, you know you're not getting dominated because it, a lot of the time out wide if you if you make a mistake defensively then they, they've scored so um, 
yeah, like I said, we're lucky, lucky enough to get video previews and stuff. So yeah. Yeah, and in League One this year we've got Cornwall and there's Midlands as well. There's North Wales. You know these sort of expansion areas. Are you a fan of that? I am to be fair, yeah. Um, probably needs something needs to change in rugby league, like especially down at this level of semi-pro yeah. rugby. Like, can't keep going the way it's going. So I am a fan of of these expansion clubs. Uh, going back to like what I was saying about uh, when I stepped away from from full time, um, I didn't know. Like one of my ideas thinking was like whether you know like in Super League there should be like you know like in America where they have the sports where there's like outside of uh, the, sorry they come through like the, the high schools and the colleges and stuff yeah. they? and they, they have to be like on track for the degree to play for the team and stuff like I don't know why rugby league doesn't turn to something like that and make it like a sort of more attractive prospect yeah uh, but like as I say the expansion clubs the, the they're on the right tracks, aren't they? I think they're just going to have to keep trying to persevere with it. Um, I know West Wales and Cornwall have had a, uh, a bit of a difficult start to the season, but I think with time, they'll, they'll start getting better, they'll start getting more fans, and they'll start getting a better playing squad. And um, It's not something that just comes overnight, is it? Like, Was it Catalan? I think Catalan came bottom in their first year of Super League, yeah. but now look at Lyon. Uh, and I know it's sort of on a different grade, different levels, but it's you know, the, similar, the same thing applies. Uh, can't just have rugby league on this M62 corridor. Yeah. Although it is, like, there are some amazing towns and whatever, but it's like if you want the game to grow or even survive at this point, like something needs to change, something needs to give. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, interesting you say about that, uh, you know, player development thing, because... Uh, last week I was speaking to Elliot Hall, the Bradford Bowls player. He right. he only started playing at eighteen because he he lived down south and he went university yeah. at Loughborough, and that's only when he started playing rugby league. So yeah. you know he, he's yeah. doing pretty well already. So you know if yeah like yeah 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 I mean, like I say yeah I do I do think there should be something in place, especially at Super League level. That like if you are in like an academy or something, like an academy means that you do something outside of rugby as well. Do you know? Um, I think you see it too often, don't you? That rugby league, but like it's such a cliche, but like it is a short career, and people don't have anything outside. If you're not earning, like if you're not in the top sort of like ten percent of earners, the money's not going to last you very long after your career. So you need to sort of think, you know, what am I going to do? And that's where I think that there should be more impetus placed on Super League and the RFL to do something to, like, I know they have Rugby League Cares and, and whatever that gives you grants, but I think it should be, like, an enforced thing outside of um, at Super League level, sorry, at the academies that I think one of the... Thing, like they should be having to work to some towards some higher education, whether it's like a trade or whether it's a you know a degree. If people go down that route, um, just so people like if it doesn't work out, you've got something there because it does take up quite a lot of your time when you're younger. Like you're training all the time. Like you've got lads on full time in Super League, like lads who just come up from the academy and they're on ten grand full time. And it's like, why would 
like a lot of young people decide to go and do that over getting a university degree and then in five years time they'll be on like you know quadruple that five times that why like why would you do that why would why would you want to be going through that like having to sort of script and save to do that so yeah i do think there has to be something that changes with the um, with the way academies are, are brought through yeah it's mad in it like you wouldn't get it in football i don't think no, I mean, like you say, like nowadays in football, they all got they all go to private schools. Yeah. Like, all, and I'm not I'm not saying go to that level, but like, yeah. you know, associations with like different uh, technology colleges or like whether it's you know little university courses that people can do to you know sort of further themselves away from rugby league. Yeah. Uh, they could just, sort just, of. Like, they could sort of so, like link up with the local university and it could even be like yeah. a player pathway sort of thing. Well, exactly, yeah. That's exactly what I, I, like, I reckon would be the best play. Because um, I know when I, when I was young, when I was coming through, my mum was sort of pushing me, not pushing me away from rugby because she knew how much I loved to do it, <laughs> but she was pushing me towards sort of trying to go to university and trying to do something like that. Um so yeah, and it would make it a lot more like a more attractive sort of prospect of going into an academy, knowing that you're going to get something at the end of it, regardless. If, even if you don't get that first team deal, you know you're gonna you're gonna have a college degree, a degree or a, a, a qualification past that. Yeah, and I think it's mad how you know they only give licenses to so many clubs as well. There was a big for all last year when they they were going to take it away from some of them. Yeah. I know, I mean, I don't understand how, they, it's like they just sort of decide on a flip of a yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't understand how you can, if, you, if you're not in, sorry, if you're in Super League and they, then they don't allow them to have a, an academy license, it just makes sense to me yeah. that, but, uh, like, surely it should be, you know, either both of them or none of them. Yeah. And if you're prepared to fund it, then what difference does it make? Yeah, I know, it just... <laughs> It doesn't make sense to me. The more the merrier, the people you can get playing in, like the professional environment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there are a lot of decisions that people make, and it's just sometimes bewildering, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like, last question then. You know, post your career, obviously, you've got your your job as well. But do do you ever see yourself doing coaching or anything like that? Uh, to be fair, it's not really something I ever considered. Um, like I say, when I went into the pandemic, I, we went into lockdown on my birthday, uh, and I, uh, that was on my twenty fourth birthday. So when we were sort of when we stopped playing for the first time, I was twenty three at the time, twenty six now. Um, but like I know, it just feels it's like mad, I've it? three years of my career. Yeah. yeah. So like beforehand, I've never really considered it. But I mean, as you get older, you do sort of start thinking about things like that. Because uh, last year, like when I was injured, it was just sort of about the lads and like helping the coaches out uh, with just bits and bobs, and like I enjoyed doing it. So yeah, I think in the future probably I would I would move towards something like that. Uh, but I suppose it's just see what the future holds, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Good luck for the season, anyway. Cheers, man. Thank you. Cheers.